My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. My brain's splitting off in so many different directions that no one has the answers to. My dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. things upset me. What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? Questions that no one has the answers to. I'm Jeremy Green. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I talk about a lot of stuff and some of it happens to be comic books. We're in the middle of Ecstatics. We're at uh, X-Force mm-hmm. 121 on this episode. How are you doing today, Gary? Uh, you know, I'm doing all right. I'm tired. Okay. Uh, it has been, uh, it's been a, a kind of a rough couple of days. I'm feeling behind on work and stuff. So in answer to your question, not all right. Not all right. But I, I'm, I'm getting there. I, uh, I made bad food decisions yesterday. Like I didn't have an appetite. Mm-hmm. So I ate very little and I went to sleep and my stomach was being, doing all kinds of weird shit. And I woke up just feeling like garbage. Like my blood sugar was really sunk and, uh, we happened to be very low on groceries. So I had to kind of like construct a meal out of what we had ended up like having plain yogurt, but nothing to do with it. So I like sprinkled sugar on plain yogurt. Okay. Okay. So hard times. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so essentially, essentially sour cream and sugar. Okay. Uh, and then, <laughs> then uh, you know, so I'm okay now uh, and we have groceries on the way, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm seeking uh, stability in my, my meters I feel you. Uh, and tonight's going to be a good re-rack. I think. Good. I hope so. Uh, I hope you, I hope yeah. you feel better really do yeah thank you that's that's the goal i've got some chores i gotta do i've got some uh waff work to do and then uh some orb work to do and then after that i can take the evening and just kind of relax and try to try to recalibrate you said waff is that wet ass fan fiction is that what that stands for that that is uh wet out for fireballs damn okay um Yeah, wet ass pussy out for fireballs. The first W stands for WAP. <laughs> yeah, the first W stands for the entire acronym of WAP. <laughs> I love it. Oh, How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, the The most recent hurricane has seemed to completely miss me. Um, so that's <laughs> yeah. that's good news. Uh, and otherwise, yeah. life is is life. You know, it's you know, mm-hmm. I continue to be relatively okay during some really hard times in the world uh so i can't can't really complain and you know having fun mm-hmm. talking about ecstatics and x-force so yeah yeah comics have been a uh a balm i've been reading a bunch of dawn of x stuff um i ended up i was first reading just the uncanny run and then i uh ended up reading all of marauders which did turn out to be good uh so shout out to the slack shout out to uh zumbini for encouraging me to uh, finish that one saying that one was worth sticking with are you because um, it was how is it weird reading modern x-men stuff like with us doing like kind of older stuff all the time and like is it like do you care about that like month to month like continuity nowadays like are you are you kind of into it or do you just like are there strictly for um escapism purposes it it you know it's more it's not about the continuity it's more like when i feel like reading comics i sit down and and see what's available uh you know uh and then i just kind of read what's there it's more like can i have something to read that is entertaining and good so i'm i'm vaguely interested in where the plot's going but i do forget about it 
you know, until I pick up an issue again. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, I will right now I'm all caught up on those things. So it's gonna be hard to like sit down and read the new ones. I think I might wait a little while and then read a few of them in a row. Because um, so. Marvel Unlimited is now what, like two or three months behind? Three months. Three months, which is yeah. incredible. So like, I don't know. Honestly, don't know why people buy comic books. <laughs> like, it <laughs> seems like a terrible idea. Just wait three months. Um, and no, no, I don't, I don't see, actually mean for that. Nissans. Go, go, go yeah. buy comics. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's better for you. But um, yeah. yeah, it's a it, yeah, it's it's a it's a good deal. It's really nice for work um, and everything. Unfortunately, my neighborhood I moved into doesn't have a comic store. Oh, no. So. Yeah, it's like the, this neighborhood is great. It has a lot of like beautiful things when uh, one of the I think you came out for no, no, because no, you came out for Duck Fest. Yes. Uh, you did not come out before that. Um, I used to live I lived in a neighborhood where I just spent their time for there for the summer mm-hmm. and then moved out again because of dumb lease stuff. But there was a restaurant near there that was incredible uh, and it actually closed down and moved to this neighborhood. Perfect. It's amazing. Like it's now it was, yeah, it was like, it was 10 blocks from my house there. And then I took two years off and now it's 10 blocks from my house now. Like it moved with me. Um, but yeah, no comic store. That's the big, uh, big unfortunate bit. So that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, so we're moving into a new arc. Uh, we've kind of, you know, we completed the first arc coach is gone. Uh, the team is now under direct control of, uh, its owner. Yes. Uh, spike freeman there's no intermediary and uh, we have a little two issue breather arc we're kind of in this section of like we've established a status quo we're gonna do smaller stories set up subplots before our next major arc yes which is a really good one uh we haven't started that one yet but that is super good um and the first thing that we're going to do is pick new team members um so we're we're seeing footage of the spike not to be confused with spike the team owner but the spike mm-hmm. um who can grow bones out of his skin we all know this dude. Um, and the, the core conflict to begin with is that the anarchist, another black guy, is not hot on the spike at all. Um, yeah. And it seems to be like it, it, it's <laughs> I love the way this is written because it's very it feels very natural for like guy who is not like a white dude. Like this dude is his skin is purple and he's a mutant. <laughs> but like he's very much like like he hesitates to say the word racist. And Hugo girl is like, it's not racist to say the word racist, dude. Like chill the fuck out. Um, yeah. And it, there's definitely like a, a, a like a conversation happening around here, which a lot of people feel naturally uncomfortable talking about. And, you know, it's they're going to get into the backstory of Anarchist a little bit. That's going to play directly to that. And I think all of that is really well done and super interesting. Yeah. There's also a lot of like, uh, so the name of this two issue arc is Lacuna. Um, but it, so it deals with a character named Lacuna who I'll meet. But it also largely deals with uh, with the Anarchist. This is his first kind of highlight. You know, I mentioned before that you go girl. The orphan and the anarchist are the central three characters. And this is the first time we've gotten some real inner monologue yes. uh, from him, you know, and kind of understanding, you know, they're watching the highlight reels. They watch these things of these mutants killing people, uh, you know, um, and we're introduced to the spike. He has cornrows. Uh, he is, uh, you know, has a bunch of tattoos. He's coded as very urban. Yes. Um, and, you know, he shoots these spikes and, you know, that, that exchange, that racist exchange is because the anarchist says he sounds like a glorified spear chucker. Uh, and that's where orphans like, isn't that racist? He's like, it is if you say it, but not if I say it. Yeah. Um, I really like that the ra- the mutants who are different colors are just white rather than trying to get into like, well, I'm, you know, I have all these bumps on my skin and I have super sensitivity and I'm not the color white, but it's like, no, like you're culturally white. Yeah. 
down that path you know? is is Kitty Pride literally saying the N word in a comic book, and we, yes. we, don't, we don't need to drive yeah, down like, that road. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope I die before Kitty Pride says the N word. Oh, dude, that that has absolutely happened already. That was that was that's when when was that? That was like like Claremont stuff. Was I asleep? <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> there are panels hey, where she says the N word and compares it to. Um, I, I, I think being called oh, a mutant because she's Jewish. Um, oh no, because because the mutant boy, thing. boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's rough stuff, man. I, I, I did not. I must have forgotten about that. Um, there's a really subtle little bit here where Eddie is going off to uh, to teleport away. Like Anarchist is saying, you know, I don't want to have him on the team. He's not special enough. And they're like, well, if you don't want him, you don't want him. Um, Eddie's outfit is changing. Uh, she changed outfits, but then in these panels, she wears two different hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're popping through. This is foreshadowing yes. of things that are things that are happening as she uh, she teleports away. Um, we cut over to this like what I like a, a funny scene that I like quite a bit of Vivisector and Fat on a yacht partying with Spike Freeman, the owner, basically saying like, you know, talking about how unpopular they are, mm-hmm. you know, and also like why aren't you, you know, part of the selection process? Why are they excluding you? He's trying to seed a division. Yes. Because that's what he wants. He wants the Civil War and the Ecstatic so that he can sell his video games, as we learned in the last issue. Yep. Yep. Uh, and he's like, make some noise. You know, tear it up. Do things, you know, provoke your other teammates. Uh, you know, they are more popular than you, but you need, you know, they've had more controversy, but it's all fake. The reason why they cause that controversy is marketing, and you guys need to do that. I love that throughout this conversation, we see Spike um, kind of strapping stuff on like some buckles and some other stuff and <laughs> like parasail. and at the end of it he leaves the conversation by just parasailing off his yacht like it's very that's <laughs> like my it's very my work here is done it's, <laughs> it's very three comma club like trillionaire bullshit like i love it so so much yeah super super good i uh, so that's see kind you of guys later up. he says as he parasails off his yacht to places <laughs> unknown uh just just a great little uh you know subplot that's going to roll through these through these two like comic relief subplot mm-hmm through these two issues um we go back to a party at kind of the ecstatics mansion and uh the anarchist and uh orphan are in a hot tub mm-hmm. uh talking about like crushing <laughs> like orphan is crushing on you go you go girl yeah you know and and anarchist can barely like really pay attention to anything that guy says <laughs> seems like most of the time yeah. and he's just like am i am i getting chubby like what <laughs> and he's like also like you go girl is probably just like saying that she wants to sleep with you because you're the leader and that's what she wants to be like this should not be very hard for you like you should figure this out yeah she wants to be the man before the man or the woman behind the man yeah. rather um orphan looks behind him notices something and it the water is filled with like miscellaneous sea creatures uh and all the models that they have partying are freaking out yeah someone just put a bunch uh, of catfish in the fucking pool man like yeah catfish octopi yeah. like all kinds of shit what is happening um, i love this <laughs> yeah i love i love anarchist saying what the hell is going on orphan saying somebody is making fun of x-force <laughs> and he goes that's our job uh, <laughs> you know i um, um I, I like all of this too then someone has written lacuna on the on, on like the above the bathrooms it looks like above the showers uh so like mm-hmm. who or what is lacuna with no idea what's going on um it's a place where firecrackers go to the bathroom sure, of course like it's like the both doors have the black cat symbol from firecrackers they, do. So. they absolutely do yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go blow up it's a toilet po- with a cherry bomb. only <laughs> yeah use either of these doors <laughs> like, I love the uh, catfish that's in uh, the anarchist pocket when he gets up and you can see it kind of straining against the outside of the pocket. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that's that's a, that's a really great little touch. Extremely good. Um, yeah. Um, we cut over directly to uh, you know, anarchist investigating this. He's asking what Lacuna is, and he's asking uh, uh, Miles, asking the vivisector. You know, he says it's a missing portion of something. So, like in a manuscript, uh, you know, a, a missing piece of text. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, anarchist is like, what you mean, like a blank spot? And Fat says, oh, are you call my homie a blank spot, <laughs> and starts a fight. <laughs> Uh, and we cut immediately over to the security camera where Spike says, go on, my little profitable units. Fight, fight. I love calling them profitable units. I just want somebody for the end of 2020 to cuddle me in bed and call me a profitable unit. That's that's that's, yeah, the, that's the end game. Like That's that's what happens when you get promoted off, off the Amazon uh, line. You stop packing boxes yeah. and you start getting cuddled by it. Become a profitable unit. Oh, man. Um and we are also watching, uh, after this little scene plays out, we go to Edie and uh, Guy, who are watching a pilot for Edie's new show, um, where she looks like she's just kind of kicking ass. Uh, and she's real excited about it. Like, she is super into it. It kind of looks like a fluff piece to, to Guy. He says, this is pretty yeah. trashy. Um, um, you know, this pilot, and she's kind of defensive about it. Like, no, you know, I'll actually have input about the life of X-Force. You know? Um, and he kind of teases her about it, you know, like, oh, you're just trying to keep the world safe for unbridled product placement. And she basically says, like, we don't know how long yeah, this train will <laughs> Absolutely. last. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get fucking paid over here. I don't know what you're doing. Like, we're not saving the world. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know how long this will last. We have this lifespan. Um, let's live. I can teleport you uh, to this beach in Mexico and we can be naked in like two seconds. Like, she's coming on to him real strong. You know, uh, but he's hesitant because he, he was talking about uh, to the anarchist about it earlier. Like he's the team leader. Yeah. You know, he is caught between being a Cyclops and, you know, being not a Cyclops like in a Greek sense, but Cyclops from the X-Men and being, uh, you know, a member of X-Force. A Cyclops and a Wolverine. I think it's what you were trying to go for. there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Still in Charybdis and a Cyclops and a Wolverine. Yeah. Wife guy to simp. I think they're the two differences. Yep. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. Whoever, whoever you think is the, which one is says a lot about your personality. I'll say that. So <laughs> Phoenix wife guy. <laughs> Madeline Pryor wife guy. <laughs> oh, imagine just being the dead wife guy. And Cyclops is like, why me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why is that my cocoon word? at the bottom of the ocean wife guy? <laughs> Dead on the moon, wife guy. Um, this shouldn't yeah. be a meme. It's serious, says Cyclops, <laughs> the dead wife guy. <laughs> yeah. It's not me. Um, she's trying to convince him, like, hey, we, we're not embarking on an affair. That's normie stuff. Like, we're mutants. We make our own rules. But in the background, we see our first glimpse of Lacuna. Yeah. Uh, she's painting her name in the background. And I love this little, like, pop art call out of the arrow, just like, dink. Yeah. You know, making sure you see her. Um, uh, and we cut over to her. Like the editing in this issue is really fun. Yeah, yeah. It really um, moves. It, almost every page is a new scene. You know. Um, and this is uh, Lacuna, um, who is named Woodstock, uh, having this yeah. conversation with her parents, who are obviously extremely rich, but also uh, extremely permissive. And like, uh, so she's like, "I'm not going to eat this stuff." She's at the dinner table with them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go give this food to the homeless. And they're like, "Well, I mean, there's no homeless in this neighborhood. Like, first off, but like, if you want to drive down to, you know, San Diego, like, we, we could do that." Like, and she's like, "No, I, <laughs> yeah. now I don't want to do it anymore. Stop it." <laughs> Uh, they're, they're like incredibly supportive, incredibly wealthy hippies. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they named uh, her And this Woodstock, is obviously, so. they named her Woodstock. Uh, this is obviously troubling. Um, we cut over to a press conference here 
you know, where they're saying we haven't made a decision about the new team members. Um, we're exploring our options and people are doing foreshadowing in the background. They're like, what about Venus de Milo? And he's, he's doing PR stuff like great, perfect mutant, great record, no comment. You know, what about dead girl? Let's just say her chances are alive and kicking. Like he's doing sound bites, yeah. you know, uh, until, uh, the spike, uh, crashes the, uh, the press conference calling the anarchist captain coconut. Uh, and he's, uh, renamed by the national association of keeping it real, uh, which the, is not a recognized body. As far as I know, this is the dorkiest, um, like insult this is the stuff that I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Um, watching, uh, Lovecraft country, um, the main actor mm-hmm. whose name I have forgotten and he's cast in some Marvel bullshit too, I think, or maybe it's a decent thing, <laughs> but, um, he is this like completely like ripped looking dude who just like is kind of portrayed as a complete dork with like kind of dorky reading glasses all the time. And it's just like, mm-hmm. it's, it reminds me of this dude a lot of just coming in and being like, I'm gonna call you captain coconut. And like, can you not, <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like he's black on the outside, but white on the inside. Like they explained the joke. Thank God. Cause I did not get the joke to begin with, but I, I like, it's just, it's just so incredibly corny that you just are like, wait a minute. Why are you so yeah. corny at this? Like you should be better. Incredibly corny. Well, the answer here is that Peter Milligan, <laughs> Uh, a 60 year old white dude yes yeah is 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 writing this uh coconut of course refers to you know black on the outside white on the inside Mm -hmm. um here uh you know and he's stirring up trouble and the the press conference people are loving it yeah you know uh the uh you know what are you saying spike you know and he's like well in an interview alakar stated that being a black man in this country is like being black with a little extra black added and my question is is he a black man who's a mutant or a mutant who's black you know, what, what is his primacy? You know, is he, is he still, uh, keeping it real? Um, you know, and again, like the press conference, people are just absolutely eating this up, like encouraging this violence. And Edie jumps in and is like, well, that's, that's a super dumb question. Like, am I a woman who's a mutant or a mutant who's a woman? And he says like, you're white. And she says, that's not how I choose to define myself. And before we can go down that rabbit hole, like guy breaks in and it's like, Hey, let's, let's table that. (laughs) Let's let's not, let's not do that anymore. Let's not have that conversation. It's, it's so weird, like trying to figure out, uh, Peter Milligan's, um, like how he handles race in this. And I would love to, I haven't been able to find any like essays about it from people of color, but like there are parts of it that do feel weird. Like the captain coconut line, that's super dorky. And there are parts of it that are really well observed, uh, specifically when it comes to white people interacting with race, mm-hmm. like that, uh, that instinctual, that's not how I choose to define myself. Like that's something that definitely like ex Karen would, would jump to. <laughs> You know, sure. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> you know? they gave her superpowers. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, there's a by my house. There's somebody running for office named uh, Karen Power, and there's just a sign. It's a yard sign with no other things on it. it just says Karen Powder Power. Nice. Like, uh, <laughs> I really like it. Um, but the uh, you know the that feels very lived in to me. Like the idea of like just like when confronted with something about race, leaping to be defensive. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. I, Excuse me. Uh, the anarchist uh, just like pops up and is like, "Hey, screw this! Like this, what, what, who I am or what I do is none of your business." Like, you know, this was, you know, we we passed on you because it was, and the guy tries to step in and is like, "We passed on you. It was a it was a group decision." And the anarchist is like, "No, it wasn't. I passed on you because I didn't think you fit the team. I don't think you can cut it." Yeah. And, and Spike, yeah. of course, accuses this of being accuses. Well, that's just because you're scared of me. You don't want someone coming in being younger and badder and blacker than you. Um and there's a moment where everyone thinks that he's going to kick his ass and then it just doesn't happen. Yep. It cuts over. 
to Lacuna watching this, mm-hmm. you know, with a uh, a media expert who's saying it probably it's all staged to make things seem you know politically relevant. Of course, they will avoid uh, avoid dealing with real issues of race, gender, and capital in this country. It's a little meta meta commentary. Yes, um, and Lacuna is saying they don't understand uh, what X Force is really about. Um, we cut over to uh, the back to the press conference where Anarchist walks away. Um, they're saying, you know, they back, he's backing down, uh, vivisector and fat capitalize on this. Yeah, it's time to, um, and th- this is time to get our yeah, spotlight. Real good. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Like, he's just like, uh, fat's like, that's my brother. You're dissing. And vivisector's like, yes, brother dissing as he turns into a werewolf to attack him. Yep. Um, you know, and th- there's a great line here. Like, this is more like it. Uh, you know, folks, there's nothing like a mutant slug fest to get your mind off the thorny topic of race. Love it. Absolutely. Love um, it. um, yeah. Very funny. We jump into the bathroom where Anarchist is washing his hands and kind of has this inner monologue of like, I'll just need to do this one more time. Now they're absolutely clean. They're fresher. They're cleaner than fresh white snow. And he looks at his hand. He's like, no, I need, I need to do this one more time. When Edie pops in um, and starts kind of talking like, what do they call this? Obsessive compulsive disorder or what? And he's getting, he's, he's only defensive and wants her to get out. And he tries to vaporize her. Like he tries to attack her. Um, Well, he, he kind of has like I, I read this as like he has like a an attack like he has a fit like he doesn't try to attack her he just kind of explodes oh okay you know because he bl- he blows the wall out uh behind behind him okay uh you know because he just looks like he's really stressed out by this to me um you know uh but I mean it could it definitely could have been that she like dodged it yeah I did because um, she she says yeah. like in the next panel like as a general rule it's a good thing not to vaporize people particularly on prime tv like i kind of assume like because they go from like this kitchen area to like a living room area but i really don't know like i guess i mean it could be absolutely yeah. be either way so she she says that she says that in response to him saying maybe i should have done that to spike gotcha and then she's like well as a general rule don't vaporize people on tv gotcha okay well yeah you know? so we're good yeah um, and she, she kind of uh mollifies him she's like you know if you had done that then everyone would know that he was right and that's ridiculous. And he's like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, we cut back over to uh, them doing the reels again. And this time Spike Freeman is there and he's like, no, he's impressive. Like he's, he's X-Force material. Yeah. And not just because our names are the same. <laughs> it's for other reasons. Yeah, too. Exactly. <laughs> he basically says like, we have to hire him because of this press event. Like X-Force, X-Force cannot be seen as racist. You know, a uh, guy says we aren't. He's like, right, but you have to be not seen as racist. Yeah. We can't just have like one black guy on the team. Um, you know, and again, that's like sensitive kind of thorny stuff, but it is the kind of decisions that shitty hypercapitalists will make. You know, they will be calculating about their representation. Yes. Um, from here, we go back over to the pool. The X Force, uh, X Force, Ecstatics team spends a lot of time just fucking relaxing, and I'm, I very much love it. Um, I love it. Yeah. Uh, Spike and not Spike, excuse me. Um, Vivisector and Fat are in the pool, like just playing around. Uh, Edie is on the side of the pool reading her script, um, and they're kind of talking about, uh, and they're kind of Vivisector and Fat are kind of fucking with Anarchist uh, a little bit to the point where he starts heating up the pool water to, to basically boil them alive. Yeah. Like, dude is is short on temper right now. Yeah, yeah, and he's just uh, you know, and he, uh, Fat gets under his skin. He's like. You know, stick to your book, Miles, and Fat, I might give a damn about what you think when you stop being a white boy who wishes he was black. And Fat says, when you stop being a black man who wishes he was white. Uh, and this is what sets him off. Um, Orphan had come in and said, like, maybe we should give him a trial. Yeah. And that's kind of also what set him off. Um, they look like they're about to fight, and this is where Lacuna uh, reveals herself. Yes. 
Um, I love I love the tone deafness of this. Hundred percent. Like, Ta-da! It's me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the person that you definitely know about and are aware of. Um, and she immediately yeah. says, "Like I'm the person that's doing all of that crazy stuff for you." And you know, anarchist, what crazy stuff? And <laughs> guys, it's like you know, like the fish and the hats and stuff. Like I, I guess whatever. <laughs> fish and the funny hats. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, and she's trying to self uh, promote for being on the team. I've been trying to prove how useful I am. And this is one of those characters that Marvel makes that's like an absolute Omega level mutant. Yeah. That they don't like pay attention to. Like being able to stop time for everyone else except for yourself is just incredible. She can kill anybody, you know, but they just forget about her after this. Like she becomes a supporting character in this book, but just like an incredible power set. Oh yeah. Um, you know, she's saying I would be really useful and they're saying you have to have a track record. You have to go through the right channels. You have to have an agent. Mm -hmm. Um, and she says, no, like, I know you guys, like, I believe in you. I know that you're actually committed to justice. Like you play a game with the media, but you're real heroes. I'm going to prove it. And, uh, they're still questioning her. And she, uh, says, I, if you say so, or if you say no, I'm going to throw myself into this boiling water and you'll be responsible for my death. And the last panel is Eddie. And I love the, the facial expression. Work on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you know, she's so excited about it. She's like, this is going to be great. I don't know who this chick is. Yep. I'm going to watch her boil it live and she'll be out of my mind for, you know, the rest of my life. Like it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, or just call her broth, you know, yeah. like uh real, real good ending. I like uh, uh, this issue. Real, real good issue. Too. Real good issue. Like, as you said, the editing and like all of that is, is super good. I really like Lacuna's outfit. I like her costume. Um, it's, it's like, it's super classic X-Men in a way that none of the other people's costumes are. And I really dig that. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. It just looks really cool. And she obviously made it herself. Yes. Yeah. Which is like really charmingly dorky. You know, um, I like this character a lot. Like she does show up later in the series as a supporting character. Um, but uh, this is I like that she gets this little two issue highlight arc. Me too. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad she comes oh. back because um, like I kind of dug her whole vibe, to be honest with you. Like it was just a yeah. like there's something about the like you said, like the complete tone deafness, like the just not reading the room at all. That's just really charming. And she's just like, no, guys, it's me. The exciting going like I, I've been no. doing all those pranks and they're like, we have got a lot of shit to worry about. Lacuna. Like we do not need you right <laughs> like, now. We don't traffic in pranks. Uh, it's also like kind of a precursor uh, to uh, Kamala Khan, the uh, Captain Marvel, who is like, you know, that character is really great because she's a huge fan of superheroes, you know, and like she brings that in. Like when she joined the Avengers and everything, like she was just like, yeah, like I fucking love Captain America. You know, having a character in the universe be very enthusiastic about other characters in the universe is refreshing and fun, yeah, I think. Absolutely. Um so that's the issue. That's the yeah. episode. Uh, if you if you like this podcast, uh, go out and tell all of your friends about it. That's the number one way that mm-hmm. podcasts grow. It seems like uh, without turning you all into a weird cult, for you to give me money and that I can yes. get arrested. Um, <laughs> Street team. One of the two. Yeah. That's our only options. Um, if you want to support the show directly and the whole network directly, go to patreon.com slash Uh There's a whole wide variety of shows for you to listen to. Go check all of those out. They're super good. Uh, donating a few dollars per month gets you access to all kinds of exclusive content, including stuff that Gary and I have done, uh, Gary and Cole have done, G- Gary and Will have done. Uh, mostly just stuff that Gary has done. I guess I can just simplify that whole statement. Um, <laughs> I do a bunch of bonus shit. Um, there's also, you get bonus shows and you get uh, things early and you get an episode uh, or you get access to the Slack, yeah. uh, which is incredibly fun. It is. It's a good place to talk about uh, not only comics, but also Hades <laughs> uh, in the Hades, everything to Guppy channel. Hades and comic books, everybody. That's the two. Yeah, as, as much as it is destroying will that uh, the Hades chat has this gravitational pull. 
uh come in and fuck him over I, by talking about hades more i'm i'm done with my hades stuff so like i've just i've been like poking in and like oh there's 150 new posts in this channel like i'm just going to not read that and going right to the end <laughs> since it's not my podcast channel i don't feel compelled to read every single part, bit of text so sorry for your sorry for you your lost will <laughs> yes <laughs> uh rip to a real one to a well one well to a, rip to a will one uh will's still alive if he dies between when we record this and this comes out i'm really sorry yeah. and you're one of my best yeah. friends will but also but honestly like that would kind of be the vibe for everything to guppy and we just changed we would just put this on the everything to guppy feed because i mean yeah that would be the vibe <laughs> that's, that's kind of if there's any show where we could genuinely wish death on a co-host that did die mm-hmm. it's everything to guppy sure. yeah so so go listen to that <laughs> tell your friends about it <laughs> we'll, we'll see you in a couple we'll see you in a couple of days with more x-force Good night.